All right, you guys, this week we have some super exciting news. We are introducing the first Boldology Challenge. That's right, the first ever Boldology Challenge. This challenge is going to start right in time for all your New Year's resolutions, January 1st. Registration will open December 15th and will close December 31st. So you are going to want to get registered as soon as you can. For the Boldology Challenge, we are going to be having a six-week challenge where each week we focus in on a different one of our six core values here at The Bold Logic. We want to help you guys make a bold move this year. And if you don't know what your bold move is going to be, we want to help you figure that out. Now, we will focus in on how our six core values can help you develop your sense of self-worth and self-love so that you feel confident in making changes and accepting yourself for who you are and love yourself more. We really hope that you will join us on this adventure. This is an individual challenge, but we will be having weekly live check-ins with Matt and I and Steve. There will be a Facebook group that will offer support. We have a membership site that will guide you through each week's challenge and the value for that week. There will also be some opportunities to win some prizes and to have a lot of fun along the way. So we hope you will join us as we take this opportunity to be bold at the start of this new year. You can join us by clicking the link in our show notes or on Instagram, the link in our bio or on Facebook. We really hope that you guys will join us at the beginning of this year to make a bold move and to create some change in your lives. I absolutely trusted you to not do anything that would turn my daughter against me, as so many people could and yeah. would in that scenario and have. That shows a lot of faith. In, in divorce situations where one parent leaves the church and the other stays, it's not uncommon, I feel like, for oh, the yeah. parent that stays in the church to try and cut off Steve, that other did, parent. Why did you have that much faith in Jessica? She'd never given me any reason to think that she was going to cut me off from her or judge me or think of me differently. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Matt's going to read us some reviews. This one is from Code's Tobes, or is it Cody's Tobies? I don't know. Okay. It doesn't matter, but it's a good review. <laughs> it says, relatable and gripping. What is gripping? <laughs> Matt just gave us like a fist bump grip right there, just so you know. <laughs> gripping means like, <laughs> like you're into it. Like, like, like it has, has him on the edge of a seat. All yeah. right. Well, I'm going to grip. He says, I am gay. Oh, sorry. I <laughs> Sorry, Code Stubbs. All right, let's re reread this one. I am a gay guy. <laughs> I am a gay guy and grew up in eastern Idaho, Idaho Falls. I grew up around a lot of Mormon friends, many of which who said they would pray for me when they heard I was gay. I am co-flicted? I'm sure it's conflicted. conflicted. I'm conflicted about the re that response. Even if it was well-intended, it super annoyed me because I don't think of being gay as sinful. 
Anyway, you may think that because of these similarities that I might not be surprised or entertained by the content, but seriously, it is so good. You three have such unique stories and hearing how they mesh and come together is wonderful. Terrific. Hearing different points of view is so important. Amen. It is Amen. really important. Different points of views. Uh, how about we comment on that? Okay. If someone tells you that they are gay, if you feel the need to pray for them, that's fine. But don't tell them that. <laughs> don't tell them that. Steve. They I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> Steve, I've been praying for you for about six years now. <laughs> I'm still gay, Matt. But that's the thing is... Don't respond to someone with a message yes. of, oh, you need fixing, and I can it's condoning. ask God to fix you. It's just like a... Condoning? Like, yeah. Or condemning. Condescending. Condescending. Whatever. It's a form of like showing you don't approve and it's just yeah. sad. Now, if you're praying for them because you want them to find peace and happiness and joy in their life, that's a whole different thing. Like I do include you in my prayers sometimes, Steve, but that's not because I'm trying to pray you straight. And I appreciate that. That's <laughs> <laughs> because you are in my thoughts and yeah. I'm concerned about you. And yes, different I... scenario if someone is gay and, you know, I will say like I would have appreciated someone saying that to me if... Back in the day when I was trying incredibly hard not to be gay. Yeah, like if they're staying <laughs> but, in the church type right, thing right, and right. living a different lifestyle. But clearly someone who is gay and at peace with that and happy with that, you don't need to tell them that you're going to try and pray and change them. <laughs> it is true. I think a lot of times, I mean, it, it comes off like this, right? If there's a horrific thing that had happened in somebody's life, we're, we say like, oh, we're going to pray for you. Or we want to, you know, we'll, we'll keep right. in our prayers because something horrific has happened, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah. I guess it's just a point of be aware of is your intended show of support actually going to be received as a show of support or as a very condescending, yes, really judgmental thing to say. <laughs> yes. All right, next one. This is from... I love these names. It's like reading a, a license plate. I like trying to <laughs> figure out license plates. This says, this is from Chachel409, or maybe it's Chachel409. <laughs> Chachel. Chachel. A roller coaster of emotions. Yes, we have had a lot of roller coasters of emotions. I love your story, past, present, and how you see the future as an amazing adventure to come. You all are so fun to listen to. I love it and love your challenge at the end of something we can do <laughs> as individuals to help us and others. Cool. We're trying to do better about that. Yep. In fact, we have six key values that we're trying to, like we spent forever sitting down and really talking about what is, what are the, what is the message we're trying to put out there? What are the things we're trying to portray to the world? And we narrowed it down to six values. And we're trying to come up with challenges that include one of those values that tie to whatever we talked about in a certain episode. So we're trying to do that now. Yep. Absolutely. And we are in the works of developing a challenge for the new year. A challenge, yes. So. That will include those. And yep. actually, I'm going to put that in last week's podcast. Oh, cool. So people will be aware of that. So if you haven't yet, go sign up for our challenge. In last week's podcast? I'm putting it as the intro. So now I have to think a week backwards? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, all right, we're doing a challenge. We're doing a we'll challenge. It's going to start in the new year. 
<laughs> and so go check it out. If you haven't registered yet, go get registered, sign up. We would love to have you join us. It is going to be awesome. Who should do this? Everybody. Who, is, who does this challenge appeal to? What is it challenging them to do? So it's going to involve, the main thing will be... And I'm um, asking this because I don't know the answer yet. <laughs> you two haven't quite clued me in on what this challenge entails. We just gave Steve a, minimal details. Yeah, I was, I was filled in on this New Year's challenge about two minutes before we yep. walked in the door. <laughs> We've been talking about doing a challenge for months now, but... Yeah, so this is going to be a challenge to help you create change and movement in your life. So you could focus on different things that you want to do. I mean, it could look very different for each individual in this challenge, but the idea is to find something that you're wanting to change, something you want to improve, something you even just want to accept and love about yourself more and help you identify those things so that you can make or take <laughs> bold action and move forward to create the changes you're looking to make in your life, to be the person you want to be. Cool. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Like, really excited. So, yeah. Awesome. Yep. And there's more information on that on Instagram and Facebook. So, if you want that info, go find us there. All right, all right. I guess I should tell you where we're at, too. We're at, it's just at husband-in-law on both platforms. So, there you go. All right. So today, the boys are both looking at me like, what are we doing? Well, on the calendar, it said that we're going to record about the holidays. Yeah. I think we should finish the story about Steve and I for Christmas, that first Christmas after we separated, mm. and then go into that question that I had said that we we're going to answer. Oh, yeah. Um, the cliffhanger question. Yeah. How were you guys' holidays? We haven't seen each other until I walked oh, in yeah. the door just now. How was Thanksgiving and fake Christmas? It was really fun. It was, it was good. I thought it was great. We had a good time. Did you do them together, those two holidays? So Thanksgiving turned into Christmas Eve. Yep. And then the next morning was, Friday, was Christmas Day. People mostly know it as Black Friday was Christmas for us. Yep. So you guys weren't calling it fake Christmas? Because that's what Penny called it over and over. I and kept over. calling it, it fake, fake Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> but I thought it was real. <laughs> it felt like real Christmas, man. Yeah. We had stockings and it was fun. The kids had a really good time. It was cool. pretty exhausting. <laughs> Sounds about right. And then the next day we did gingerbread houses with all of my like my cousins and stuff. Oh, not all right. of my cousins, but from one like family. All one day. Oh, fun. It was really fun. Yeah. And then we flew out to San Francisco the next morning. How was that? It was good. Yeah. It was interesting. And then one of my cousins who was at our house Saturday happened to be at the same business conference as us on Monday. Really? Yes. yes. And we didn't Case. know. <laughs> what are the chances? It was so funny. Yeah. And that's the thing. We didn't even, we didn't have much time to like talk with them on a Saturday when they no. were at our house. And there were so many people. Did you run into him there? Did you see on social media that he was there? They saw that we were in San Francisco. Because we were posting some, th some, some Insta stories. On yeah. It. And so then the next morning when I woke up, I saw a bunch of texts from them. Mm -hmm. And they're like, are you going to HustleCon? And I was like, we are. And then right when we walked in the door, Case was standing in line there. So it was kind of fun. Is that like Comic-Con? <laughs> That's probably why they named it that, I would guess. HustleCon, Comic-Con. There's all sorts of cons. Cook-Con. There are cons. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, how was your Thanksgiving, Steve? Amazing. Was it just what you were hoping for? Uh, it wasn't as hot down there as I was hoping for. No, it was never like, is. It was like the coldest week Even in the of summer, the year in San Diego, apparently. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it was dumping rain and 50 
for the first two days. So I went and did museums and stuff like that. But then it warmed up enough that I could go to the beach and do some stuff. So it ended up being perfect and just the perfect balance of exactly what I needed and what awesome. I was looking for. So good. Very good. I feel very much those, recharged. Going to any of those beaches? I went I to you? lots of those beaches. I went to like eight different beaches. I just drove up the coast one of those days. They're all really pretty. Yeah. Coronado and Blacks and Saloma, Salima. Solana. Solana. A couple of them. I can't remember all the names, but yeah. up to. I, I went as far as Carlsbad and then back south. It was Did you go to the pier on, in Carlsbad? Hmm. Just one of the beaches. You go to Oceanside? I didn't get as far as Oceanside. Or did I? Isn't Oceanside north of Carlsbad? <laughs> That's as far as I was intending to go, but okay. didn't get there. It was awesome. Rad. Oh, and then I went back down and ended at La Jolla. Cool spot for a sunset. Yep. Good for you. Yes. Glad you had a nice break. Me too. I want another one. <laughs> <laughs> You've been back, what, two days? Two days. Ready, ready for another one. <laughs> In fact, I think we should all make a simultaneous move to San Diego, the three of us. We can't. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. Unless you can get Anne in on that too. Let's try. Or get her to like give us full custody and we'll move to San Diego. (laughs) Otherwise, we're not leaving. All right. Well, you guys work that out and let me know. Okay. Uh, All right. So Christmas, uh, back to our story. Yeah. So we were kind of talking about. Now, what year was this again? Oh, I don't know. We got divorced. 2012. It would be eight years ago. 2011. 11? Yeah, because Penny was two. Okay, 2011. And it's 2019. And this is right around the same time we're talking about. 11. Okay. So December, Christmas, 2011. Yeah. Did we talk about Thanksgiving? We did a little bit, right? Yeah. We did. Because you spent Thanksgiving with his friends. Down in Oklahoma. Or with... Sebastian's friends. Yes, and I feel so bad because I so intended to message them on Thanksgiving and just be like, hey, I so appreciated that year that you guys invited me, and I didn't. You still can. I should do it tonight. You should do that tonight. So then going into Christmas, I was planning to go stay with my brother and his family because I wanted there to be other kids and stuff in Utah. (laughs) So that's what I was planning on doing. And then Steve decided to fly home for Christmas to see his family. Now, when you say fly home, Idaho Falls or Boise? Idaho, Idaho Falls. Falls. My family's okay. in Idaho Falls. Yeah. Most of them. Or they were then. So what ended up happening was I had gone down to Utah a couple of days before that and spent some time with my family. And then Steve flew in on Christmas Day. And I went and picked him up from the airport in Salt Lake. Okay. So you flew into Salt Lake. And Steve and I drove from Salt Lake to Idaho Falls. Uh-huh. And then I stayed in Idaho Falls with him for like... A week. Was it a week? Uh, maybe it wasn't quite that long. You flew back out out of Boise, though. I do remember that. But I know we were there through at least the 28th or the probably the 29th because <laughs> we were officially divorced on the 28th, and yeah. that's when we got family pictures taken. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, let, we'll go back, though, to the beginning of that. So the, I do you remember this car ride? Because I actually vividly remember the car ride, or at least parts of it. I also don't remember why I ended up flying into Salt Lake. Was it because it was we because were gonna, I was there? Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. We planned it that way because it was going to be easiest. And you still? Went I had to fly in or out of Boise or Salt Lake because I wasn't going to fly to Idle Falls. It would no. cost a fortune. So it was one or the other anyway. Yeah. And so since I was there, it was, and you flew in on Christmas, so it was cheaper 
and then I just drove you. Do you up. remember how it came up that how we decided that you were coming with me? I just remember that you were not. I could tell you were not feeling comfortable with the idea of going on your own to be with your family. Like I, you just were still in a very sensitive spot. Because was this going to be the first time that you were going yeah. to be visiting? First your time family? I would have seen them since since coming. They out. had heard since I had come out to them in either of the two fashions. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they didn't see you at all, huh? Nobody had. No. So, to my right, knowledge, right? Unless that we maybe I'd seen, unless I'd made a trip or two back uh, to Boise, and maybe I'd seen my parents. At I that think point. your parents came okay. to Boise. Yeah. Yeah, but like the whole family in like an intense family situation. This was the first big. I know there was a lot time. of anxiety around that for yeah. me. Yeah. Do you remember if you offered to come with me? Did I ask? I'm pretty sure I offered. <laughs> To just go up with you. Very sweet of you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember details of how that came about, but. And I remember it was on that car ride too that we had lots of conversations about how we wanted to continue forward with the divorce. I remember it was yes. just drive time. Which was nice that we hadn't talking. had. So the divorce hasn't hadn't gone through yet. We were just waiting for the judge to sign off. Like we had agreed, we had signed the papers, but we were waiting for it to be official. Yes. It was already Facebook official, though, if you remember that. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and so remind me, the paperwork was going through in Idaho. Or yes. was it going through in Oklahoma? Idaho? Idaho. Okay. We decided that was best because ultimately that's where we figured I would be staying and we had been and we had a house there and whatever. Like, it was just home. Steve, did you figure that you were going to just end up in Idaho? At this point, I don't know. I think we thought we would eventually end up back in Boise. Yeah. When we were, you know, together. I don't know at this point. At this point, I thought I was staying with Sebastian long term, I, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think we just decided it was easier. Where was though. Sebastian during this time for the holidays? Do you remember? Brazil. He went to Brazil. Yeah, he flew back home. Okay. He was Brazilian. Yeah. Yeah, so he was home with his family. and Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that was like a pivotal moment, though, in talking a lot through how we wanted Penny to be raised and what our opinions were and how we hoped that this would look like What were down some the road. of the main points that you guys were talking about? Do you even remember any of it at all? I don't. I remember one main thing that Steve said to me, because it was a concern of mine that whether he was going to be supportive of her being raised in the church or out of the church or whatever, and we were having this conversation about it, and I remember Steve saying to me, and this is like, like – stuck in my head. One of those things that you really remember. I'm nervous now. <laughs> is him saying, he's saying that he would always support Penny being raised in the church if that's what she wanted because he knew I was the way I was very much because of the church and he wanted Penny to be like me. And I remember just being so emotional during that of having that knowledge that Steve recognized who I was and the good in me and recognized that me being raised in the church had a lot to do with who I was and being okay with that. And he also said to me, if anybody can teach our daughter to love without judging and to understand other people's situation, he's like, I have full faith that you will be able to do that. And so those are the things I really remember from that talk and just being so grateful and knowing we were going to be okay. <laughs> like I do remember my thoughts leading up to that conversation now about 
because I, I was still at this point trying to decide if I was going to be able to stay in the church or not. I was still going on Sundays. Yeah. It clearly was not working and not a very positive experience for me going when I was... So it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't comfortable for No, me. I was absolutely trying to live a double life and very much, you know, yeah. what's the saying, sitting on the fence. But I remember trying to decide how, what my stance was going to be on that for our daughter. And yeah. And deciding basically what you just said, which was just that I absolutely trusted you to not do anything that would turn my daughter against me, as so many people could and yeah. would in that scenario and have. That shows a lot of faith. In, in divorce situations where one parent leaves the church and the other stays, it's not uncommon, I feel like, for oh, the yeah. parent that stays in the church to try and cut off Steve, that why other did, parent. why did you have that much faith in Jessica? She'd never given me any reason to think that she was going to cut me off from her or judge me or think of me differently or and I just I knew that she would see beyond the insignificant things so to speak and see what really matters which is our daughter having both her parents in her life and having a good relationship between the three of us yeah yeah feeling love it was scary to put that trust out there just like I did in those divorce papers I mean I basically said you put whatever you are comfortable with in those divorce papers and I will sign them I did have two exceptions <laughs> Two things that I said, I cannot sign this. And you were willing to take them out. Oh, yeah. What were those? Uh, <laughs> I guess I can only remember one of them. One of them, was, the one I'm thinking of, was that Penny couldn't be in my custody if there was ever another man in the house. And I said, I, I was like, you're condemning me to be single when I have our daughter, and that's not... I don't remember that. Yeah, it was in there. Was it just like... I know it was... It wasn't something that really originated from you. I know it was like one of those things, things got that got pushed like, in there by yeah. somebody else. Yeah. And after we talked about it, you were comfortable. I mean, I could understand. But I basically said, yeah. that means Sebastian and I cannot have Penny. And I'm yeah. not, you know, that means I have to like not be with him when I'm with her. Hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, you were willing to take it out. Maybe that's. And I think there was a second thing, but I can't even think of what it was. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't remember that. There were some other things I wasn't super comfortable with, but I signed it anyway. And, <laughs> and it's been okay. It's been fine, yeah. I guess just my point was I very much, I, it was a very conscious decision of me to decide I trust Jessica and I don't feel like I need to take extreme measures to, well, I know we've, we've talked about this once or twice before, that there's a pivotal point in a divorce where someone can either where like one decision or one action sets the standard of I'm declaring war Yep. or I'm declaring that we still have mutual trust and mutual support and mutual understanding and I'm showing that to you and I expect you to show that to me and, and you had many of those moments and I feel like this was kind of my moment was my opportunity to, to show you that I am supportive in that way. And I, I think in doing that too, that only strengthened right back how I felt about supporting you. I mean, and that's how it goes is because I knew Steve was okay with that because he had told me that, then I wanted to live up to that standard and make sure that this is never an issue for our daughter. So it goes both ways. Were you going to ask I, something, Matt? No, I was just going to make a point that it's interesting because there's really only one purpose of a divorce decree with a child involved and that is to protect the child right yeah. right if there was no child involved 
once you split ways and you both yeah, it's, split it's, assets, it's, what else is there? It's done, right? Yeah. And no, the, there has <laughs> to be some definite trust with the other parent. So yeah, I just want to make that point. So yeah. So we get to Idaho Falls and we stay at Steve's parents' house. During this drive, going back, was there anything else during this drive? It's a three-hour yeah, about a three-hour drive. Of, Four. Oh yeah, in Idaho Falls. Yeah, we talked four. about like all sorts of stuff. But I remember, I remember it was a positive drive. It yeah. was good to like get some, like we were, you know how a drive is. It's, yeah, it's forced FaceTime, and it was it naturally leads to good conversation. We always had such good conversation on drives. Do you remember that? Yes. And Penny remember was in the when we would yeah yeah when we would like get in Linus our Volkswagen bus and just drive up to Idaho City and around banks and back down just for the purpose of driving and talking. And yeah. those were just like some of the most positive experiences for me, like some of the best memories. I would love to go into one of those drives sometime when you are willing to talk about things with your dad. Because those are the drives I remember you really opening up to me about your feelings growing up as a kid and just your experiences. And with your family, but more specifically, just your feelings about your dad. What do you mean you want to go on? You want to you want to go on a drive? And no, sometimes we could we could record it on a drive, not in Linus because can it would be we, too loud. Can we rent a Volkswagen bus? <laughs> I'm sure we could. So you can hear it in the, <laughs> in the background. But I remember talking about one of those drives is really feeling like I understood you yes. because of one of those drives in Linus to Idaho City and banks and whatever we did. And realizing how many times did you guys break down? Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, we tried. <laughs> we tried to camp once, and up you there were broken down? between no. Idaho, Idaho City and Loman, we drove up there, and we pulled up to this camping spot. And I put my <laughs> foot on the clutch, and we're sitting there looking around, like, "Is this a spot we wanna we wanna stay?" And, and all of a sudden, snapped. something goes bam, and Linus just starts driving forward, and I'm like, you know, the clutch oh, yeah. is just yeah. dead on the floor. And because the clutch cable snapped. I didn't know that. I didn't know how all that works. Went into gear. So there's, you know, there's no way to disengage the transmission, basically. So we just drove the whole way back, just forcing all the shifting. And at some point we had to stop for gas in Idaho City, (laughs) which means, you know, we're taking a look at it. We're like, all right, it looks like it's kind of angling down this way. So we better pull in from this side of the pump so that when we're done... We, we can, can start out. rolling and like, you know, for, like on, what's that show? Why can't I think of the name right now? <laughs> they have to push start the Volkswagen bus. I don't know. <laughs> what's the name of the show? I'm sure everyone listening knows right now. Not us. If <laughs> <laughs> only this was live. Could someone please call in and tell me the name of that dang movie? <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Where they have to push start the bus and then they're all like running to jump in the sliding door. That was us. That was very much yeah. how it felt. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, wow. so it was a good drive. And that was kind of a time we spent talking and connecting was when we were driving. So, and it was no different at this point. On Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, waiting for our divorce to be finalized. 2011. 2011. Let me jump back a sec. That hasn't changed for me. Going on a beautiful no. drive through an amazing part of the country is still one of the times I feel the most calm and the most peace and the most clarity and the most open-mindedness, like my drive up and down the beaches this week. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay, so. (laughs) Okay. So we get Steve's parents' house. Everybody's there. 
and we are like staying there and his family separate I'm bedrooms? sure yes we yeah. were in separate bedrooms and I'm sure his family was totally weirded, weirded out. out but they did not say a word except I remember your brother made that one comment <laughs> I remember at some point you were sitting we're all in the living room you were sitting on the couch and I had my arm around you and my brother said aren't you guys divorced and you looked at me and said I don't know it was supposed to go through today but are we divorced yet <laughs> I'm just like making a joke out of it because yeah. it was just the reality of the situation. But, and yeah, I don't know. You remember... were super like just happy go lucky with it all. I was kind of mortified. <laughs> well, and I think you know but... how like when you're in a relationship, and I think this happens not just in like a romantic relationship or whatever, but any relationship <laughs> where one person is kind of falling apart. The other person kind of gets it together and steps up and then the other person falls apart and the other, you know, like yeah. you kind of flop those roles some. And right. I think that's really what was going on there is I knew you needed me and I was okay. So I was going to be that person right then. And that's why I went. I knew that was my role basically that week. I bet I have a journal entry on this. I should yeah, we probably both do. We should go check them. I do remember being so grateful that you were there. Yeah. So I was stressed out about going at all. I was a little bit stressed out about going there with you because of how what they were all going to think <laughs> and say and how that was going to go. And, but, but you very much like put me at ease and like kept me from freaking out and falling apart. Yeah. So it was interesting. Yeah. But we, like I said, we had family pictures while we were up there because I... We hadn't really gotten official family pictures yeah. since we had Penny, right? We'd had like some, but they weren't. They were just like, good. they weren't legit. It wasn't no, a photo shoot. No. And I really wanted Penny to have family pictures to know that we were happy and that this was her family. My cousin, who is a photographer, took them for us on the 28th of December. Well, and your cousin's <laughs> wife, yeah, who I had known in college, and then you and I had done yeah. an institute play with. I think I was her home teacher or something, actually. That is Initially, funny. I was trying to remember how that. So yeah, we knew her before yeah. she married into my family. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now she's just your cousin, though. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But we were driving across Idaho Falls because she lived in Idaho Falls across town to go get these pictures taken, and I got the email well, saying that, I... that we were officially divorced. On your way to get family pictures. On her way to get family pictures. It's like one of my favorite stories because <laughs> it was so ironic. But the pictures were great. They are good pictures. Okay, so They're let's so back cute. this up a little bit. Christmas Day with your family. Mm -hmm. Like, how was opening presents? How was, like... I really only remember that one instance of sitting on the couch. <laughs> yeah, I really... I, I mean, remember. All I remember is, like, it was basically, like, normal. Okay. We had, you know, everybody I, is happy opening presents, Christmas dinner. I don't remember if there was games. ever, like... A sit down discussion with my family about stuff. I don't remember that. I don't Do remember that either. I don't. I don't know if there was. I or don't wasn't. think there was. I think yeah. we would have remembered if there was. Yeah. Okay. I think it was just let's enjoy the holiday together and have some fun and kind of start moving on. Yeah. And maybe my siblings and my parents knew that it was like maybe that they knew that that's what we needed was yeah. what I needed. That was just a normal. I do remember like going know. into my bedroom, and at Steve's parents' at house. Steve's parents' house, and just kind of like oh. You know, like when you lay down in bed yeah. after a long day and just being like, whoa, I'm exhausted. Because it wasn't, it was emotional. Absolutely. Yeah. And not that it wasn't, yeah, but it was. Very unconventional. It was, yeah. It was good and it was fun, but it was, it took a as lot things, of effort. As most things happen. 
<laughs> for the last our marriage. Yes. And for the last eight years. Yes. So it was just interesting. And and then we went home to Boise and Steve stayed for a couple of days and then flew out back to Oklahoma. How'd I get that much time off? Well, you must have, it must have been, you must have flown out before the 31st because I remember my first New Year's Eve single. Oh, did you go hard? And I was <laughs> so hard. <laughs> I was funny because... <laughs> I had been like single for like two days. <laughs> I'm like, this is so oh, weird. You were officially divorced. Officially divorced. Like I wasn't dating up until that point. Wait, or you weren't living with someone already? Like no. Me? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't move quite as quickly as you did, even though you like until to tell me. Met <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny going out that night and oh so random. What'd you do? Yeah, who'd you go with and where? Yeah, how so, hard did you go? Where did you go hard? This is the funny thing is I like went out with my cousin who she's a lot younger than me and I think she was 18 and I was like 27, so 28. like a high school? Like? No, we went out to some church dance thing, like some church party. It wasn't a dance. Okay. But I remember walking in and being like- a church New Year's oh party. Oh my gosh. I am so much older than all of these people. <laughs> <laughs> And it was tons of fun. All of her friends came and stayed at my house. They slept on my floor. <laughs> and my parents must have kept Penny for me that night. Wow. And it was just really fun. Like, just a fun night. It was a good, like, way to ease into... To being single. To being single. <laughs> to go to a... To go to a, a young women's... <laughs> it was kind of like realizing I was going to be okay. You know, like, I can... This was a silly thing and... Not my scene at all, but... You managed to go and have I fun. I managed. I had fun. We had a good time. We went home that night. I was like, all right. sleepover, slumber party, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to bed, ladies. And as I'm getting ready for bed, I'm in my pajamas. My cousin comes in. She's like, Jessica, real quick before you want to go to bed. It's like 2 a.m. Do you want to go to Merritt's? <laughs> which, <laughs> which is a scone place here in town. And I was like, do I have to put on real clothes? And she's like, no, we're all in our pajamas. Merritt's. <laughs> So we all left it and went and got scones at two in the morning and it was fun. Well, was it jam-packed? It was packed. Always is. New Year's Eve. If you're ever in Boise, go to Merritt's and get scones, but you have to go after midnight. That's yep. like the requirement. It's like one of those, what's that show? Dumps, dives, and drives oh, yeah. or whatever. It's like something that would be Dumps. <laughs> I don't know. What was the show called? Uh, diners. diners, drive-ins, and dives oh. or something. Dives, <laughs> okay. drivers. Yeah. It's definitely a dive. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not a dump. It's not a dump. <laughs> I don't know. But it would be on that show. Yes, yes you're correct. Would. But the scones are so good. They are so good. Yeah. So yeah, that was my. Those were my holidays. Steve, what did you do for New Year's? I have no idea. You don't remember? Mm-mm. I'm sure you. Well, it sounds like I had flown back. Yeah. I don't know if Sebastian was back in town or not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So you go. I remember. Because things happen, like, right at the end of the year, obviously. Being like, all right, it's a new year. Mm. This is my new life. To start fresh. Yep. Let's do this. Did you make some goals for no. that year? I'm not, like, a New Year's resolution type person. You can't tell I'm people that of... after you just announce our New Year's challenge to <laughs> incite change. And <laughs> But, see, that just happened to fall with the end of the year. And sometimes that's how it works, like... My my push and my drive to like start new and to do new things 
doesn't sometimes re- happens at the end of the year, but sometimes doesn't require a new year. No, I don't feel like it requires a new year. I feel like it can be every day. It can be every week, whatever it is for you. But this does happen to fall at the end of the new year. So beginning of a new year. Yeah. <laughs> I knew she would get there. <laughs> I sometimes else? feel like Joey on Friends. You ever do you remember those where they're like waiting for him to catch up to everybody? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else did you want to get to on this episode? Well, I wanted to go to a question that we get asked a lot. I know Matt and I get asked this a lot, and Steve, I'm assuming you do too. So a lot of times around the holidays and even just mm. different times that we don't have kids for our like big events or even smaller events, just anytime, people always ask, aren't you just so sad you don't have your kids for this? Isn't it so hard on the holidays to not have your kids? And different things like that. Well, don't you wish Penny was with you? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing is it comes down, like what it comes down to is, of course, it would be ideal to have our kids with us all the time. But- That's not the reality. That's not the reality. And there's nothing we can do about it. And I do not feel the least bit guilty for thoroughly enjoying my solo time. (laughs) And that is how Matt and I feel too. Yeah. Is because this this week was a prime example. I loved every minute of being down in San Diego, but I missed Penny so much. Yeah. And as soon as I got back, in fact, she is the best thing about coming back. Last night was so great. She was all snuggles and cuddles and loves. And it was the perfect way to come home because. Like coming back to reality after an amazing trip is rough. Going back to work and going back to doing mundane things like cleaning a house and paying bills and whatever, like, and snow and cold Idaho. Like, (laughs) that's all rough stuff to come back to. So thank goodness I had anyone who's been asking me, like, hey, did you make it back? How is it being home? I'm just like, well, not nearly as fun, not nearly as warm, but it's been amazing to see Penny again. Yeah. Sorry, I like jumped in and cut you off. No, but. that's great. That's that's what I was, I want your guys' feedback on that because I, I know how Matt and I feel about it is very much the same way that we are going to take advantage of the time we don't have our kids and enjoy it as much as possible because there is nothing we can do about that situation. So we might as well enjoy it. Yeah. And I always tell, like Penny, the other night, we actually had this conversation like two weeks ago because she's like, I just get sad when I know you're out of town. She's like, even if I'm gone or if I'm doing fun things, like I get sad that you're gone. And I said, that's okay, honey. I understand that. But I also want you to understand that when I leave and go do things or when I have time away from you, you know, I get to take that time to for myself so that I can come back and be an even better mom to you. Like I am going to use those moments so that I can show up the best for you that I can. And I said, I'm sorry that I don't get to have you all the time, but there's nothing we can do about that. And so we just have to make the most of it. And she gets that, but. And there is good in any situation. There's good and there's bad in any situation. Yeah. You can either focus on the things that are lacking in that scenario, or you can go and enjoy the heck out of the things that are great in that scenario. Like if you're single, enjoy being single. If you're in a relationship, enjoy the aspects of being in a relationship. There is good and bad in either one of those. Yeah. You just have to choose to focus on the good in those scenarios. Yeah. And I personally like part-time parenting. I've been criticized for saying this because, you know, people think that you should want to be 100% with your kids all the time. But I am such a fan of part-time parenting. (laughs) Like how hard is it when you have your kids all the time? I will say that there's a caveat there, right? Part-time parenting is enjoyable for you because you also have Mm. a... I don't have other parents that yes. are willing to work with you and say, hey, hey, go. You want an extra day? Take an extra day, Steve. 
And I, I also have zero worry about right. is Penny in good hands? Should I be concerned about where she is or what she's seeing or learning or hearing or doing or what her mom is saying to her? I have zero worry about that when I'm yeah. gone. And that is what makes it easier, I feel like, for you and I, Steve, than so many situations. And including easier, my situation. Including yes. Matt's. It's easier to shut that off and to not worry. You're exactly right. To just go and enjoy because you don't have to worry about – neither of us have to worry about where our daughter is or, like, what she's being exposed to. Right. We both feel confident in the other person. But, like, people say to Matt and I all the time, oh, it's got to be so nice to, like, have weekends without kids. Because every other weekend we don't have kids, and, and, I'm like, always and, and, and Matt's like, like, "Yeah, it's nice for Steve." <laughs> <laughs> no, we we I typically look at him and say, "You know what? It is nice, and we're going to enjoy it because we can." But getting to that is hell, and I wouldn't recommend it. Mm. Yeah, and that's just something we we make very clear that listen, there's so much. That goes along with that. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know. But I'm like, no. Because they always say that. You I, don't know. They always look at their spouse and be like, oh, we got to figure out how we can have kids part time. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't want to go there. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm sure I take that for granted because I have not experienced the absolutely negative yeah. side of that that yeah. so many people do. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, but that's the thing is, of course. And, we, but let's, let's, and I will say this, like, like my experience and my like, there are some things that I just have to block out. I I can't think too much about them because I don't have any control. It's, you know, it's like it's out of your control, bro. Like, yeah. I think I've said this on the podcast. I can't remember not, but years ago, this came up that just so stuck with me, Matt. That you talked about how when your kids aren't with you, you just have to shut out the thought about where are they. What are they up to? Right. What are they hearing? What are they seeing? What are they being exposed to? Because there's nothing you can do about it. Right. And that just so, I don't know, just really like cut deep with me, like hit me hard. Just, oh my gosh, how hard would that be? And how lucky am I that I don't have to feel that? Right. Yeah. That I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And, and, and at the same time, I will say that Anne has, she really has been fairly decent of Hey, we need an extra day here, but mostly because it's written in our, you know, decree. And you have to be specific. Like there has to be guidelines. You have to follow those guidelines in order for it to work. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. It, it is pretty awesome how flexible Jessica, you and I are able to be with each other. And Matt, of course, you're included in that too. When yeah. Something comes up and one of us needs to change the schedule for something. Yeah. So yes, I, I think I've taken advantage of that more than you guys have. <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes both ways. Yeah. But I mean, yes, ideally we would love to have the kids with us all the time. But like Matt said, the reality of the situation is is that's not an option. Like it's just not. And let's say this. If if you are in a scenario where you don't get to have your kids all the time, you have two options. Yes. You can be sad and upset and bitter that you don't have that perfect ideal scenario or you can go out and thoroughly enjoy the aspects that we just talked about yeah <laughs> enjoy being able to have very divided child time me time yeah, yeah. and that's what i was gonna say that's where i was going yep. with it a, a minute ago was you have to learn to just enjoy the time that you get with your kid and just thoroughly enjoy the time you have without your kids because there's no choice you can sit there and pout around about it and i understand that it it can be really hard. Like we really get that. But 
Try to see the good. Like, try to refocus. And that goes with any situation. See the good to make the most of it. And turn it into something good. Yeah. You know? And whether that's going on a trip or sitting at home and not having to worry about who you're feeding, what you're going to do. Like, Matt and I have done both situations where we go on a trip and we have this amazing time just by ourselves. And other times where we don't leave the house. Enjoy a quiet house. Yes. (laughs) We sit in front of the TV. We hang out in our underwear. Like, whatever. That we wouldn't normally do when kids are there. I remember hanging out in my underwear. (laughs) Okay, maybe it's just me. Come on, Matt. You missed out on the opportunity there. Yeah, I was probably at work because that's where I focus. (laughs) In your underwear? No. (laughs) No, but I do think that there's a third aspect. Like, well, for me, like, the way I cope with a lot of things is I focus on our work. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I had no idea. (laughs) <laughs> that, was, that was sarcasm people yeah Jessica's trying to be funny again <laughs> <laughs> she was and it was successful Matt didn't think so but Steve did <laughs> so I consider that a win <laughs> yeah uh, so anyways we really do I feel like out of all of the questions I get asked about our current co-parenting situation or just being a like divorced and having to split kids, I feel like that is the question we get asked the most often. Well, aren't you sad? No, no, no. Aren't you sad about this? Aren't you sad about that? I'm like, of course. Like there are moments of that, but I have made a decision to let go of those. And I feel like all three of us have done a very good job of that. And I think we're all good at utilizing that time away for (laughs) very good things. (laughs) For example, like two years ago when we didn't have kids for Christmas, we took a week-long trip to Mexico and Oh, that was the best trip ever. We lived it up. Yeah. It was absolutely... The well. days I don't have Penny, that's when I go to the gym. And yeah. And I date. And yeah. You take advantage. Whatever. Yeah. Go out on a Saturday night. The other we thing... We just hang out in our underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'm the only one that's in my underwear, apparently. So. You, you don't hang out I'm in your underwear. I'm always in underwear. We're just not... Matt's like, like awesome. No one, is, no one else is at the warehouse. I can go hang out there in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go drive the forklift in my underwear. <laughs> Now he's going to do that. (laughs) Take a picture. (laughs) All right. Well, any other parting thoughts for this episode, guys? I don't think so. No. Just choose to be happy in the situation that you're in. Yeah. Make the most of it. Exactly. Find that joy. Life is good. I keep thinking of, you know how they always say grass is greener on the other side. Like people always look for the grass is greener, but I always love it. That quote that says the grass is greener where you water it. Mm -hmm. And it's such a cliche and it's so dumb, but at the same time, it is so true. If you put the time and effort into what you have, it is going to get better and better. So now we're going to start wetting our underwear. (laughs) Not the same thing. Jessica was more funny than you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, have a great week and enjoy the holiday season. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Here at Husband-in-Law and The Bold Logic, we believe that there are six values that can really make your relationship amazing and take it to the next level. Those values are love, appreciation, acceptance, kindness, respect, and understanding. Today, I wanted to give you guys a challenge for appreciation. We want you guys to go and let somebody know that they are appreciated today. That can be as simple as sending a text, writing a letter, making a phone call. Maybe you pick up something special for them at the grocery store. Just something small to let them know that you're thinking about them and you appreciate what they're doing. 
We've encouraged you to do this before, and we are going to extend this challenge again. Go do it today. A little appreciation goes a long way.